Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 4th of June. The following segment contains descriptions of sexual violence. Listener discretion is advised. The Hyderabad police have arrested three people, including two minors, in connection with a gang rape of a minor girl on May 28th, the Indian Express reported today. The police have identified five accused so far. The other two are absconding. The 17-year-old victim had been allegedly gang-raped in a car on May 28th in Hyderabad's Jubilee Hills by five people she had met at a pub. Deputy Commissioner of Police Joel Davis stole the news minute, and I quote, The girl could not reveal their names or any identity. She gave only one name and said there were five of them. Based on a statement, CCTV, etc. We have identified five accused. Two of them are adults, three are juveniles, unquote. The DCP also did not confirm as to whether one of the accused was the son of an MLA, Indian Express reported. According to the report, the girl's father filed a complaint with the police on May 31st. On June 1st, the police initially booked a case under Section 354 of the Indian Penal Code, which pertains to assault or criminal force on a woman to outrage her modesty. After recording the girl's statement and conducting a medical examination, the charges were amended to gang rape as well as sections of the POXO Act. According to the police, the girl and a friend had gone to the pub to attend a non-alcoholic birthday party. She was befriended by a group who offered to drop her home. Police said the accused first went to a bakery, purchased snacks, then drove to a secluded spot where they proceeded to gang rape her. Police added that later they dropped her back at the pub. Several BJP workers held protests in front of the Jubilee Hills police station in Hyderabad seeking action against the culprits. Telangana BJP chief Bandi Sanjay demanded that the case be handed over to the CBI. Senior Congress leader P. Chidambaram, former Congress leader Kapil Sibbal, RLD chief Jayant Chaudhary, RJD's Misa Bharti, BJD's Sasmit Patra and YSRCP's V. Vijayasai Reddy were among the 41 candidates from 11 states who were elected unopposed to the Rajya Sabha on Friday, PTI reported. As the last date for withdrawal of candidatures ended, it became clear that Rajasthan, Maharashtra, Karnataka and Haryana will witness high-stake elections on June 10th. All the 11 candidates in Uttar Pradesh, 6 in Tamil Nadu, 5 in Bihar, 4 in Andhra Pradesh, 3 each in Madhya Pradesh and Odisha, 2 each in Chhattisgarh, Punjab, Telangana and Jharkhand, and 1 candidate in Uttarakhand, one without a contest. Of the 41 winners, 14 are from the BJP, 4 each from Congress and YSR Congress, three each from DMK and BJD, two each from AAP, RJD, TRS, AIADMK, one each from JMM, JDU, SP and RLD, besides independent Sibyl. Meanwhile, in Maharashtra, the Rajya Sabha election will be contested for the first time in over two decades, with both the BJP and the Shiv Sena vying for the state's sixth Rajya Sabha seat. The BJP yesterday refused to withdraw its candidate for the seat. Today, the Times of India therefore reported that the Shiv Sena government was moving its MLAs to a hotel for three days in case the BJP tries to play spoil sport. 36 people have so far been arrested in connection with the violence that erupted in Uttar Pradesh's Kanpur on Friday over alleged objectionable remarks on Prophet Muhammad made by a BJP spokesperson, police told NDTV. The arrests were made after police scoured video clips to identify the people involved in violence, officials said, adding that three FIRs have been registered in the case against unknown persons. 13 police personnel and 30 other people from both sides were injured in the clashes, officials said. Police Commissioner Vijay Singh Meena said that action will be taken against the conspirators under the Gangster Act and that their property will be seized. Heavy security has been deployed in the city to maintain law and order 
and avoid any untoward incidents. After Friday prayers, violence erupted in parts of Kanpur as members of two groups clashed and threw stones at each other over a call to shut down markets in protest against BJP spokesperson Nupur Sharma for her alleged comments against Prophet Muhammad during a news debate on the Gyanwapi issue on Times Now. Earlier this week, three FIRs were filed against Sharma in Maharashtra in connection with her comments. A Hizbul Mujahideen commander was allegedly killed while three soldiers and a civilian were injured in an overnight gunfight in Rishipura area of South Kashmir's Anantnag district. According to Greater Kashmir, the commander of the militant outfit has been identified as Nisar Khande. Inspector General of Police Vijay Kumar had said in the early hours today that the gunfight was still on. He added that security forces have seized incriminating material, including arms and ammunition, from the site. An AK-47 rifle was among the weapons that were seized. Meanwhile, the Shopian police said yesterday that two labourers, who were not residents of Jammu and Kashmir, sustained minor injuries in the grenade blast in the algar Zainaporia area. The police said that the area where the blast took place has been cordoned off. According to Scroll.in, the grenade attack reportedly took place a day after suspected militants shot dead a bank manager and a labourer in separate incidents in Kashmir. Since January, at least 19 targeted killings, including those of police officials, teachers and village heads, have been reported in Kashmir. Of these, 12 were civilians, 5 Hindus and 7 Kashmiri Muslims. In Jammu and Kashmir, there's a surge in cases of target killing. A spate of killings and an allegedly unresponsive administration had left many in the community fearful. Pandits are now protesting and threatening to migrate en masse if they aren't moved to safer places. At a Pandit colony in Matan in Kashmir, a resident told News Laundry, and I quote, We want to migrate to Jammu to save our lives. The deputy commissioner had visited us and we told him we would leave if they were not able to provide us security. They stationed police outside to block our way. We aren't being allowed to move out. Security doesn't mean putting us in custody. We have a social life. We need to step out to get essentials as well. Our lives in the colony are horrible anyway. Unquote. To know more, head on to newslaundry.com and read my colleague Ronak Bhatt's report titled Why Pundits Who Return to Kashmir Are Seeking to Leave Again. Also do listen to the recent NL Hafta podcast episode 383 where the panel talks about the issue. For ground reports and podcasts like these, subscribe to News Laundry by clicking the red subscription button on the top right corner of the website. We also bring you podcasts, videos, explainers and interviews. Do check it out. You may wonder how we are able to bring you all these. We are not funded by advertisers, governments or corporations. We have subscribers who have our backs. We are an independent news platform. Do join our community and pay to keep news free. In China's Guizhou province, two coaches of a bullet train derailed due to a mudslide, killing the driver. One car attendant and injuring seven passengers reported local media on Saturday. According to ANI, the bullet train D2809 was running from China's southern western province, Guiyang, to the southern province, Guangzhou. The incident comes soon after another incident, this one in central China's Hunan province, where a train derailed due to continuous rain and landslides. It killed a policeman while injuring four others. 123 people suffered minor injuries. The latest incident of derailment comes after China Railway's announcement on May 13th that the operation speed of the high-speed railway connecting Beijing with Guangzhou, South China's Guangdong province, will be gearing up to 350 km an hour in June. Jens Stoltenberg, the NATO Secretary-General, met with Finland's Prime Minister and spoke to Turkey's President as he seeks to overcome Turkish resistance to Finland and Sweden joining the alliance, AP reported. 
Stoltenberg, who visited Washington this week, tweeted that he met with Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin and discussed the need to address Turkey's concerns and move forward with the Finnish and Swedish membership applications. Turkey had opposed Sweden and Finland joining NATO, with President Recep Tayyip Erdogan accusing both countries of supporting Kurdish militant deemed by Turkey to be terrorists. But Stoltenberg said he had a constructive phone call with Erdogan, AP said. He also called Turkey a valued ally and praised Turkish efforts to broker a deal to ensure the safe transportation of grain supplies from Ukraine amid global food shortages caused by Russia's invasion. Stoltenberg tweeted that he and Erdogan would continue their dialogue without elaborating. The NATO chief's diplomatic efforts came before a gathering of senior officials from Sweden, Finland and Turkey next week in Brussels to discuss Turkey's opposition to the applications. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.